This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. All right, welcome everybody to another special edition of College Dame Day. Um, today's podcast, we will be going through some Big Ten trivia. We'll bring back a fan favorite segment, Football on Fleek. And then we'll wrap up with just some thoughts about the virtual spring game that was last Saturday. We'll talk through some of our opinions, and we'd love to also hear from you listeners. Um, so again, check out our Instagram and Facebook page. But let's kick off this week's podcast with a little bit of Big Ten trivia. Amy, what do you have for us? Okay. I got some good ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's better than bad ones. Um, okay. So, every school in the Big Ten has won the football championship at least once. However, only one school has gone undefeated and beaten every team in the conference in the same year. Which school was this? I think it's Illinois. I'll guess Ohio State. It is Illinois. I'll go to a more recent one. Last year, 2019, who had the most passing yards of any QB in the conference? You want to say Justin Fields, but I feel like it's not. I feel like it was Penn State's quarterback. I'll say Tanner Morgan. Okay, you should have stuck with Justin Fields because it was him. But what I thought was interesting... Oh, I thought that was too obvious of an answer. Was that he only had 20 more yards than Tanner Morgan. So you were right, Megan. But Tanner Morgan was more efficient. He had um, like more yards per pass. And I think this proves that if um, Baldhead, what's his name? PJ Fleck. Fleck, PJ Fleck. If he'd have listened to me, then he would have won more games because their passing was so efficient. And like, I think it was like, he had over 10 yards, like averaged over 10 yards a pass, which is like a first down every single time. If you think about it, um, it would have like, he just tried to run too much. So he had all that like star power and it wasn't just one guy. He could have like, there was no way that any team could have covered all three of their good receivers. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Another little fun diversion, um, off of this one guess of members out of our team, guess um i mean obviously martinez had the most passing yards and then it was vedral and then luke mccaffrey but guess who was fourth <laughs> jd spielman yeah i would guess spielman yes he was above bunch isn't that funny yes not to bunch well, he did a couple of trick plays so <laughs> well he's not a quarterback and andrew bunch is so i just thought that was funny yeah anyway you guys didn't respond quite the way i was hoping but all right <laughs> you're supposed to be like oh my gosh that is brand new information <laughs> shocking sorry what are you serious <laughs> this is brand new information i cannot believe that thank you okay much better okay which president of the United States played for the Wolverines during his undergrad years? Gerald Ford. Okay, Laura, this Laura, is not even Laura, fun. <laughs> I didn't look it up. I knew that one. It's because he played at Michigan and he was from Nebraska. It was a big thing. 
Don't take this moment away from me. I knew that one. Okay. Good job. Pat's on the back. Which Big Ten University is the only one that has no official mascot? Is it Purdue? I know they're the Boilermakers. I don't know. It is not, but it's very, very close to them. Illinois? Indiana. Indiana? It is Indiana. Yes. They are called the Hoosiers, but they have no official mascot. So I thought that was a little bit interesting and fun. Yeah. And lame. (laughs) I don't like Indiana. I don't like them at all. (laughs) Yeah. Like commit to something. Yeah. Seriously. I I don't like their coach. Honestly. I don't either. That little bone they pulled where they like flopped on the field every two seconds. I'm going to be sore about that for a while. Yes. Did you Uh see, did you guys, I'm sorry, this is like a tangent, but did you guys see where the NCAA met to talk about the problem yeah and they're like they're like don't do it right they're like we're just gonna warn coaches and players the NCAA is just an example of the worst leadership in the world like they because they were talking about things like you know forcing them to sit out so many plays like all of the things that we suggested when we talked about it you know they were talking about maybe you can't play the rest of that drive or different scenarios and the NCAA goes with oh we'll just warn them so I was really disappointed to see that. Yes, I was too. Well, so many warnings and you get a reprimand. And so many reprimands, you get, you know, a shake of the finger. A so. slap on the wrist. Yeah. Yes, that's right. But honestly, there should be something to at least like a personal foul or something that builds up because it's ridiculous. Okay, I'm going to sing a fight song. And you guys tell me. Oh, Lord. What? Why the, oh, Lord. I'm ready for it. Go. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Hail, hail to old blank. All hail to our gold and black. Hail, hail to old blank. Our friendship may she never lack. Purdue. Yes. I left the gold and black just so somebody had a shot at getting it. Because <laughs> I didn't think anyone would if I didn't. So, yep. Good job. Okay. Who was the first Heisman Trophy winner from a Big Ten school? I'm sure it's like, yeah, I'm sure it's like really long ago. I'm not sure I'm going to know this person. Well, then just guess a year. Yeah, I'm not going to know. Year. 1952. Older. Yeah, 1923. Newer. 1930. Okay. <laughs> a little bit later. You're, you're getting warmer. <laughs> 1940. Before. <laughs> 1937. So 1935. And it was actually a school that's not in the Big Ten anymore. It was the University of Chicago. And it was... <laughs> His name makes me laugh. But it was Jay... <laughs> Jay. <laughs> Be strong. Say it. I'm just going to spell it. B-E-R-W-A-N-G-E-R. Dewanger. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's been a long day. Sorry. All right. Total defense for 2019. First and last team in the Big Ten for defense. Okay. For last team, I'm going to go with Rutgers. First team, I'm going to go, I mean, it's hard not to say Ohio State. It is hard not to say it, so you probably should. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say it, Ohio State. Yeah. Good call. Yes, Ohio State was number okay. one. Shockingly, oh. Rutgers wasn't last. They weren't even second to last. They were third to last. Was Maryland last? But Maryland was last, and Purdue was Yay. second to last. Yes, I thought that was a little little interesting. I didn't really get a guess, but Maryland was my guess. Okay. However, if we'd have been doing offense, Megan, you would have been right on. Ohio State first, Rutgers last. 
Um, okay. Before the Big Ten was called the Big Ten, what was the official name of the conference? They were the Big Nine. No. The Midwest Conference. No. It's the Intercollegiate Conference of Faculty Representatives. Isn't that weird? Oh, that's so close. It's, it's very catchy. Which two teams play for the annual Paul Bunyan Trophy? Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yes, I agree. No. It is Michigan and Michigan State because Michigan has, is a major lumber-producing state. The trophy or the axe? The trophy, the Paul Bunyan Trophy. Oh, okay. Is Michigan okay. and Michigan State. So wait, so Wisconsin and Minnesota play for the axe? They play for the axe. All right. Yes. Yeah. And this is the Paul Bunyan Trophy, the actual man. It's like Paul Bunyan on a, it says it's um, a four foot high wooden statue. So. So he's taller than you and Megan. <laughs> no, not quite. But he is wider. Yes. Oh, wait. Actually, it is because it's on a five-foot base and then a four-foot statue. So it's actually nine feet. So it is taller than all of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In case anyone's listening, we are not Amazon women. <laughs> that, was, that was some quick math. <laughs> okay. Okay. What is the only private college in the Big Ten. It's Northwestern. It's Northwestern. Yeah. Yes, it is. Which member of the conference won the most championships in the 20th century? National championships or conference championships? Conference. Michigan. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Michigan too then. Yes, it is Michigan. They won or shared 40 Big Ten titles. Second was, not surprisingly, Ohio State. Boo. So they have 28. Um, yeah, that's a boring one. No one cares about that. Okay, so in 1999, ESPN ran an end-of-the-century end fan poll to determine the 10 greatest rivalries in sports. And what do you think was the number one rivalry in this poll? Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, I'm guessing it's a Big Ten rivalry. So, yes, I would go with that one as well. Yes, it was. Which that kind of shocks me because, like, like there's been – I mean, Michigan was dominant, like, early on. But then, like, I don't know. I guess, I guess more lately it's felt one-sided. Like, Michigan can't beat them. But maybe that's just more of a recent thing. What two schools compete for the Floyd of Rosedale trophy? And just to let you know, that is a statue of a bronze pig, 21 inches long by 15 inches high. Iowa and... Yes, I was going to say Iowa. Because they're pigs. Wisconsin? I'll say Iowa and Minnesota. Megan, you got it. Iowa and Minnesota. And it's the, actually, it's a replica of the actual pig that was lost um, because back in the day, the Iowa governor, Clyde Herring, that the Minnesota go governor, Floyd Olson, those are some names, um, they actually like bet each other a pig. And so they, this is like an actual cast of that pig that they, that they bet on. So yeah, I thought that was a little bit fun. Okay. So during the 1970s, Michigan or Ohio state won or shared every big 10 football championship. Only one other school managed a share of the title during this decade. What school was it? Illinois. 
Well, I was going to guess Illinois too, but I'll go with Michigan State. It is Michigan State. Really? That was a complete guess. Oh, there you go, Megan. Okay. And then, oh, I guess I do have one more. What is the best school in the Big Ten that is joined in 2011 and brought class and championships and just all kinds of wealth to the conference? Nebraska. What is Nebraska? You said say my best one for last. I got it right. So that was a good one. Megan, you want to try and stump us? Okay. Which school in the Big Ten has the largest undergraduate enrollments? OSU. Michigan. No, it is Penn State. Oh. Okay. So on the flip side of that, which school has the smallest undergraduate enrollment? Northwestern. It is Northwestern with 8,000. What year was the Big Ten formed? Like the original Big Ten back when they were called whatever Amy's question was back when they were called that? Well, if the first Heisman winner was 1935, let's go 1922. Okay. It was 1896. Okay. What year did Nebraska first petition to join the Big Ten? We'll say two years prior to when we joined. We'll say 2009. I'll say, I feel like they let us in, like, they should have let us in right away. I'll say, actually, I think Tom Osborne said it was like before then. I don't know. I'll say 2005. Okay, you guys are very close. It was 1899. Oh. Oh. Yes, 1899 is when Iowa and Indiana joined. But for whatever reason, they were not interested in taking Nebraska. So then we petitioned again in 1911 and were denied again. And then in 2011, we finally joined the Big Ten. Okay. I'm really glad that they denied us because the Big 12 was so much better. Yeah, the Big 12 was like my my favorite conference. So, Well, it worked out. So anyway. And we did just fine without them. All our national championships without them. Yes. All right. What team was voted out of the Big Nine, which is what the Big Ten was called in 1908, due to failing to adhere to league rules? University of Chicago. I don't know. That's the only one I know that's not in it anymore. It sounds like a Tennessee thing. I'll say Tennessee got kicked out. It's actually a current team. They were taken back in once they started following the rules, I guess. Oh, they were they were kicked out for not following the rules. Um, so let's say like Michigan State. That seems like a their cheater school, Michigan State. Wisconsin. Okay, well you're on the right track with cheater school. It is Michigan. Okay, that was close. Yeah, so they were they were allowed back in in 1917. All right, which two schools are part of the Big Ten as associate members? That's in quotes, associate members. Now, what does that mean exactly? It's like, you know how Notre Dame is in the ACC for basketball, but not for other sports. It's kind of like they just for one sport. Two teams that are only in the Big Ten for like one obscure sport. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. I feel like you can get one of these. I don't think you're going to get the other one. So give me your best guesses. Can you tell us what the sport is? One school is in for hockey and one school is in the Big Ten for lacrosse. Vanderbilt and East Carolina. I don't know any lacrosse schools. Minnesota State. Minnesota something or other. Okay, good guesses. I'm just going to tell you guys, Johns Hopkins is part of the Big Ten for lacrosse. 
and Notre Dame is in the Big Ten for hockey. Notre Dame's kind of annoying how they just like pick and choose conferences. I know. Um, all right. Which Big Ten teams have no national championships? Okay. Is this while they were in the Big Ten or is this? No. No, just the school in general has no national championships. Iowa? We'll come back. We'll come back to Iowa, okay? We'll come back to Iowa. They don't have any national championships, but they claim five. Minnesota? No, it's not Minnesota. Wait, is this championships in just football? Yes, I'm sorry. National championships in football. There's three schools that don't have any as a school, not necessarily as part of the Big Ten, but like as a school in the history of their program. Oh, because I didn't think Minnesota won in the Big Ten, but maybe they've won earlier. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, they're pretty old, though, so they could have won when there was back when there's like, three teams playing. Yeah, okay, that's why I was confused. And, like, Rutgers had a bunch back in the day, too, and it was just the Ivy Leagues. Um, Let's go Purdue. Purdue is one. Indiana. Northwestern. Indiana is one. And Northwestern, yes. Very good, you guys. Okay, so here's the funny part. While I was researching this, it kept popping up that Iowa, like, I went to their actual school website and they claim that they have five national championships in football. So I like went back to research and they there's like no record of any of this stuff. There's other teams listed for the years that they claim that they have a national championship. And the only one that's even halfway legitimate is the 1958 regular season. They finished ranked number two in the AP poll and the coaches poll behind LSU who went 11 and 0. But the Football Writers Association of America gave their national championship trophy to Iowa. And so Iowa claims that they won the national championship that year. It's like a very Iowa thing to do. Classic. Nice try, Iowa. We all know you don't have any. So my last question, which Big Ten team has won the most national championships? Michigan. And how many? Seven or nine or something. It's got to be quite a bit. Because if I was claiming five, I'd say like 12. Yeah, it's it's 11. So you're really close. Yep. Michigan has won the most national championships with 11. All right. So for my questions, let's hop into it. All right. We'll start off with an easy one. Get the ball rolling here. Who were the last two programs added to the Big Ten? Rutgers and Maryland. Correct. Yep. So Nebraska was added in 2011, and then Rutgers and Maryland came shortly after. All right, next question here. Let's throw it back to the 90s. Michigan has had two Heisman winners in the 90s. Name one or both. Well, Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. Yeah. Greasy didn't win one. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Um, the guy on game day. Oh, Desmond Howard? Yes, Desmond Howard. Yes, correct. Desmond Howard and Charles Woodson both won. And what was so special about Charles Woodson's win? Because he was a defensive player, even though that wasn't his only position. Primarily defensive, yeah. Correct. He was the first Heisman Trophy winner in 97 to be a primary defensive player. All right. Uh, Let's take it back to a time that we all remember, and thankfully we've gotten rid of these, but... We, the Big Ten, reorganized into two divisions after Nebraska was added. What were these horrible division names? West and East. No, the Legends and the Leaders. Oh, the Legends and the Leaders. Yes, the Legends and the Leaders, which we thankfully have now done away with. Yes, I can't remember which one was Nebraska in. We were in the Legends, which made no sense because we were newer, (laughs) but whatever. 
Right, right. Okay. Yes. All right. So when you look at across the college football landscape, the winningest teams of all time, in the top 10, the Big Ten has four. What schools are they? Michigan, Ohio State, Nebraska, and... Penn State? Yes. Very good. So Michigan and Ohio State are ahead of us, then it's Nebraska, and then Penn State. Next question. So who was the MSU head coach that Nebraska defeated in 1995, handing him his worst loss ever as a head coach? Nick Saban. Yes, we've asked this many a times, but I always love to throw it in. So yeah, Nick Saban was the head coach in 95 when Nebraska rolled in and beat the Michigan State Spartans 50-10. to And do you know what Tom Osborne told him after the game when they met in their little coaches huddle? Can we hire you? <laughs> Good game. No, he said, you are not as bad of a coach as you think you are. And then he told him that he was going to, he was going to do great things and he was right. So a very coach Osborne thing to say. Coach Osborne, the coach whisperer. All right, next question. What university's playing field was utilized as a training ground during the Civil War? I'll say Maryland. Yeah, I would say, but but they weren't part of the Big Ten then. Oh, why? Did they have to be part of the Big Ten at the time or just a current school? That's what I'm confused about because I would think East Coast as well, but hello, Laura. Clue, please. Well, I, I don't know how to answer the question because you're wrong, but it can be any team. It doesn't matter. Okay. But but were they in the Big Ten at the time is what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll guess Northwestern. I'll, I'll say Michigan. So it was the University of Wisconsin's Camp Randall Stadium served as training grounds during the Civil War. Last question, and I saved the best for last. So in the 95 season – a school that is currently in the Big Ten had a quarterback who was never sacked. What school and who was the quarterback? Tommy Frazier. Correct. So former Nebraska quarterback was not sacked once in the 95 college football season. Wow. I did not know that. He was sacked in the spring game several times. <laughs> yes. And speaking of the spring game, let's kind of talk about your thoughts from the virtual spring game that went on. Did you guys, did you guys watch it? Yes. I did. I did. What were your thoughts on it? My very favorite part was how that they made Eric Crouch's arm so big and Matt Davison totally called him out on it at the beginning. He was like, whoa, his arms are looking a little bigger than what I remember. Yeah, he was like, he did some extra curls in the offseason or something. Yeah. And then and then Eric Crouch even tweeted, he was like, man, my guns are looking impressive or something. He was like, thanks to whoever did my graphic on the virtual game so I thought that was really funny um I my white team won and that is who I picked I um when I just saw the offense more than anything else I thought that they were going to be really dominant and the turnovers is what almost lost it for them but they did I think if you look at like their statistics and everything like they had a ton of offense but they Eric Crouch threw that pick early on and then um they had another turnover and I think that's kind of why the red jumped out for a while but then they got it back at the end so I thought it was really fun though like and we had a ton of fans watching 
Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really cool. Like, I think it was a really creative idea, something to do to keep fans engaged. I thought they did a really good job of the tributes and the interview with Coach Osborne and just keeping the hype up, you know, even though we're kind of in the sports doldrums right now, just kind of wondering, you know, what's going to happen and if there will be a season. Um, so I kind of appreciated the the creativity. Yeah, it was super fun. And I wondered because... And so the red team led for like the entire game and then it comes down to the last two minutes and white comes back. And I'm like, was that rigged to like make the game get like more interesting, like just to have a little bit more time to play going into overtime. So I was like, how was this determined? So I was looking into it and essentially they simulated the entire first half. And then the second half, um, there was actually players who were doing the controllers. So Cam Taylor Britt and Waldale Robinson were actually playing the second half. Mm-hmm. Okay, was that really them? Because yeah, at the end, and were they switching? Because for a while, I was like, "Come on!" Like, well, first of all, like Johnny Rogers wasn't playing at all, and I was like, "Get our Heisman off the bench, like put him in the game." And then they finally went to him, and I think that's how they scored like the last touchdown and the two point conversion or something like that. But then when they showed Wandale and Cam Taylor Britt at the end, I was like, "Were they actually playing?" No, that's what we wondered too. But we, I researched it, and they were playing the second half. That's you know what I understood, but I could be wrong. So it just, it was like just pure luck that it went to overtime and stuff. Well, I was wondering too, if, if they were kind of, cause at first when I thought it was fully simulated, I was like, I wonder if they ran a ton of simulations and then just picked the best game. And of course the best game had overtime, but I'm, now that I'm wondering because there was actual players for the second half, I wonder if they were told to like, keep it close to keep it interesting. And then they, they actually did manage to get to overtime and then they started playing. That's kind of what I'm wondering. So I'm like, there's no way if they continued playing that red wouldn't have won that game. I think red was a better player. And then they switched like controllers. You know what I'm saying? Because then white started playing way better. It was like if me and Caden were playing and like he was playing red and then it was like, okay, we got to even this out. And then I get the red controller and he, I think they honestly like switched or something. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun though. And Chris Brown, like missing a couple extra points out and or field goals too. And I was like, come on, man, like don't dog us with kickers during the simulation. Those were really long kicks though. The ones that he did miss. Yeah. Well, he had a 50 and then like, I think like a 56 or something, but he missed an extra point too. What I thought was funny is every time it was like, was it like a third and one or a fourth and one? And we like passed the ball and Matt Davison was like, somewhere tom osborne is just like shaking his head or whatever it was like all the little like (laughs) comments that they were making on because like yeah back then we never would have like passed at all and then like i think both two-point conversions they threw i thought i thought matt davison and the radio crew did like a really good job commentating on the game because they made it funny and i think he's really good at that yeah, no, they did a good job, and it was kind of fun to see. And obviously, I know they released the rosters, but even, like, watching the game, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember him. I remember him. And it was just kind of fun to see all the old players pop back up. I will say, Nate Swift performed better than I thought he was uh, than I thought he was going to. Yeah, he did well. Overall, it seemed like a success. Uh, I think the official numbers said that there was more than 20,000 viewers that tuned in. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, speaking of Nate Swift, he had some pretty good catches and that will transition us to our last segment. Amy, you are bringing back football on fleek. That's right. We are bringing back football on fleek because it's a fan favorite and we are doing big 10 football catches. So any reception of 2019 and Megan, why don't you start us off? 
All right. Well, for best catch in the Big Ten, I chose Purdue's Jackson Anthrop on third and 14, catches a ball that was intended for a completely different receiver, Bryson Hopkins. Did you guys watch it? I did not. Okay, well, I'm sending it to you right now, and you have to watch it. It's pretty unbelievable. It hits the intended receiver's leg, and it pops up and like flies like 10 additional yards, and Jackson Anthrop catches it out of nowhere. I mean, it's just the luckiest play ever, um, but he caught it for a first down, obviously. This was an overtime, so it kept their drive alive. They went on to go ahead and score, and they um, ended up going into double overtime, which sadly Purdue lost to Indiana. So it wasn't quite the miracle that, you know, it looked like it was going to be, but still an amazing catch and you guys need to watch it. Oh, I'm watching this catch, Megan. That is extremely lucky because not only does it go off the guy's knee it then ricochets 20 yards further down the field to a receiver who's on the ground already. And that is essentially the kind of luck I am hoping that we have in the 2020 season. Not that we'll need it, but let's say we do. That's the kind of luck I want to go our way. They say sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. I'd rather be good and lucky. Yes. Laura, why don't you go next? It pained me to pick a Minnesota player, but it this was a pretty darn good catch. Row the boat, Laura. Row, row, row. You know how much you love them. <sighs> the boat. Um, so, so this was actually week one versus South Dakota State. And this was a very, very close game. But the receiver, Rashad Bateman, Okay, Tanner Morgan, first of all, he can thank his receivers for having a high completion percentage because this ball is thrown about six yards too far. And Rashad, like, he basically jumps off of his tiptoes, stretches out his one hand, and catches it. Um, So, again, yeah, I probably have high completion numbers if I had those receivers. He doesn't really even catch it. He, like, balances it on his fingertips for, like, three yards before he can, like, grab the ball. I, um, I remember watching this live and I like rewound it several times. I was actually cheering for South Dakota State because it looked like they were going to like, I, I just cheer for upsets, you know, against teams that I'm not really like fond of. And so I was going for South Dakota State. But when this happened, it was, it was the first game of the season. So it was like that much more impressive just because like we hadn't seen football in a year and then like seeing that and it was like, oh my gosh, first, you know, round of games of the season and it's already a catch like that. I agree. That was like a really good catch. Um, mine, however, is a little bit better. I think it's from our very own JD Spielman and it was in the Maryland game. And the reason why I picked this, yes, it does have a lucky bounce, but honestly, that's so hard in football when you have to like redirect your focus, even if it's like a favorable bounce to be able to like concentrate and catch it. I just still think that's impressive. Um, and that's one of the things like I work with Kate on until the ball like actually hits the ground, it's still live and we can catch it. But sometimes like that makes it even harder to catch. Um, but that, yeah, bouncing around off because it hit two players, didn't it? Um, before JD got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he really had to keep his concentration, but it was a little bit lucky and a little bit good. And I just really liked that game. So that's why I'm picking that one. That was a good one. Nice. Well, we hope you guys all enjoyed this week's episode. Again, if you have any comments about the spring game, check us out. Leave us some comments on Facebook and Instagram. Everybody have a good week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content.
Um, so I thought those were interesting little things. Um, <laughs> what's so funny? <laughs> like, I thought those were interesting um, little things. <laughs> well, I'm trying not to say anything perverted that you can say that's what she said, too. So, <laughs> But I feel like um, you could say that. <laughs> okay, well, you should have done it, Megan. That was your chance to see the glory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be mature, you guys. Maturity, schmurrity. Um, okay, 